Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we see it. It's How We Seize It, episode 181. This week we're tackling Hustle, a Adam Sandler uh, movie that came out in 2022. Uh, it was a Netflix release. Apparently, uh, uh, Sandler's got a, a big, huge deal with Netflix for you know for a number of movies, and so a lot of his stuff is going straight to uh, to Netflix. But apparently, this also got some uh, theaters uh, releases too. So that, that was kind of cool. Usually they package it with a, like a, like a minimal release, even if it's going straight to streaming, just so they're, I think that's required if uh, they're going to be eligible for things like Academy Awards oh, and stuff. Makes so, sense. Okay. And, and this being a dramatic role, especially after the success of his last dramatic role, it makes sense that they wanted to right, with, add a little uh, bit of untu- untouched or Uncut gems. I was yeah. gonna say untouched, untouched gems. I yeah, could be, I, gems. I could be completely wrong, but that's that's my. No, opinion. that makes that makes a lot of sense. And and you know, uh, it's funny. You know, like I do all the time. I listen to some other podcasts to get ready for this and just to hear what other people are talking about. And um, you know, a lot of people are saying that you know he's kind of he's he really wants to get nominated and and win one. You know, in a in a in a drama role and stuff like that. And and some of the stuff he's been in, I I think he deserves it. He does a great job. I love I. I love all of his films. I'm not well. I shouldn't say all of them because there's some that I just don't like. But I I really like his his serious roles too. Yeah, you know, you know, I think that's interesting. You brought that up, and later in the podcast, I have a whole list of comedians turned drama actors <laughs> that I'd like to just kind of talk about because it's, sure. it's an interesting turn and see which ones were successful and which ones maybe weren't so successful. But that we nice. get to that later. <laughs> Cool, that guy that uh, is going to talk about uh, comedians later, that's Steve. He's my main man on this podcast. I'm Noah. Uh, say, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, everyone? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous this time because I've got a whole new uh, setup here. I've got a new mic. I'm, I'm using a dynamic mic versus my typical condenser, which means I have to kind of retrain myself on how to speak. This is one where you typically a little closer to the mic. If, the, if you move back away, it drops off a lot more significantly, whereas condensers oh. kind of pick up a lot yeah. more around, but condensers work really nice if you have a kind of a soundproof room, a room that's, that's right. built for audio. Whereas <laughs> I'm just, you know, we're just in the, our, our bedrooms, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally floor, the my... sound is probably bouncing <laughs> everywhere. So I'm hoping this sounds a little bit better. But I've been you having... sound great in my headphones. Uh, hopefully, everybody at home is getting you the same because I, I, you sound great to me. And and, and you know. Talking about someone that knows knows equipment, knows how to speak. That's you. You know, you've done you've done your homework. You've done your stuff. You're you're in that realm. Uh, you know, you've you you recorded music, so you you know how this stuff works. Um, I I'm just shooting from the hip and hoping everything comes out right, which is kind of how I run my life. You know. Well, that that's kind of how I've, how I've done music in the past too. I just oh. kind of like hope this works and you know tweak it yeah, a little bit afterwards and. I love your music. I, I have always loved when you grab the guitar and play, especially when you play one of yours. That's always great. Uh, but what I even enjoy more, and that's what we're going to do right now, is every time on this podcast we create a cocktail or a drink that we're going to pair to this movie, and that's no different tonight. We're going to come up with something for this hustle. And I, I saw yours earlier, and, and, and I love it, so I'm going to let you go first because I think it, it's, it's really cool. I've got two drinks, and I didn't come up with either of these. These are ones I looked up, but they were based off of of what we're watching, but I did go a little kind of 
I geeked out on the science with these. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, as you do, I was kind of inspired. You know, you got Adam Sandler running around as a scout trying to find the perfect, uh, the perfect player, and it kind of reminded me of. Well, I went a little bit more Rocky Four with uh, with Dolph oh, Lundgren's okay. character. You know, he he was he was more doped up. He would Drago. Yeah, had had um, and was and that three. I thought that was three. Three was Mr. T. Four was uh, was was Drago. Unless you okay. go Creed, and in Creed, I think it was Creed Two that Drago appeared. Although I didn't see that, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, anyway, right. um, so I've got two cocktails, and I had to do a lot of prep work for both of them just to kind of get everything working. The the first cocktail I uh, did is uh, based on Julius Irving, who is uh, he was my the you know when I was uh, um, you know in my in my tens, in my, in my pretens. Um, uh-huh. and that was Dr. J. I, he was the one that, uh, that I remember from basketball pre magic oh, Johnson. Sure. So, um, I, I do remember his era, but, um, and he, he was, he makes, he makes a, a cameo or actually more than a, he yeah. has a little bit more of a role in this one. And I got yeah, kind of excited and, I, and I, I thought, Oh, Julius, uh, Julius Irving, I gotta, I gotta come up with some sort of, um, uh, oh, orange yes. Julius cocktail. And so I, <laughs> I, w- I went looking and sure enough, there's already a cocktail out there called a Dr. J that has kind of that, I think it's based off orange Julius in how it's built. But one of the things I was interested in, it's an orange juice based, but the, the recipe I, uh, I found is all about taking that orange juice and making it more acidic for a cocktail. Cause orange juice is not okay. really that balanced for a cocktail, it doesn't have enough acid like lime or lemon or, you know, mm-hmm. so there's a way you can actually do acid adjustment on it. And so that's what I did here. I went to beverage people and I picked up some citrus acid and some malic acid kind of back from our beer days or my beer days. You're still <laughs> right, doing yeah. it. I'm, I'm not doing it much. But um, and um, came up with I, I found a, a ratio. It's about 100 milliliters of of orange juice to two grams of malic acid and 3.2 grams of citric acid. And you add those in and it gives it more of a tang, but the idea is for the cocktail, it's more, it's called a lime adjusted. And so it has the same acid content as lime might be, but it's orange juice. So I mixed that up. That was kind of fun. This goes with uh, two ounces of a, of a light rum. I had to make up some simple syrup. So there's more science for you there. Three quarter ounces of that. Um, and then I had to make a saline solution to add a little uh, salt to it, which is just, uh, you know, it's 20% salt and, and water. That wasn't too hard to make once I found out how to do it and shake it up. So it's got five drops of saline solution and then one drop of vanilla a- extract. You mix that up and it's a Dr. J. And it's, so it, and, and you really get a sense of the acid, which is nice. So that's what this is. And it's, it's tasty. It's a real simple cocktail, but adds a little science to it to, 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 nice. dope, to dope it up a bit and make it a little bit more fun. Um, second cocktail is a Happy Gilmore, and this is based off of vodka tea. I had never made vodka tea. In fact, I saw that, and I didn't know exactly what they were referring to, so I did some more research and found vodka <laughs> tea. It's just tea and vodka. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, is it a tea-infused <laughs> vodka, or do you, like, brew the tea you, with the vodka? You can brew the tea with the vodka, which, you know, so, so it's kind of <clears throat> soaked in there, and, and, yeah, and yeah. that's what I did. And so one and a half ounces of vodka tea, I used a blackberry uh, tea, Ooh, uh, three quarter nice. ounces of triple sec. I had Cointreau, um, three quarter ounces of lemonade. I made up my own lemonade. So there's some more science at it. Grab the some fresh lemons, uh, lemons yep. off the tree. Right? Yep, absolutely. 
Um, a splash of peach schnapps. And you know I'm not fond of schnapps, but I did have some peach <laughs> liqueur. So I, I did a little splash of peach liqueur and a splash of cranberry juice. And this is my Happy Gilmore. So I got Dr. J and Happy Gilmore going at it. And I haven't nice. had a Happy Gilmore yet, but it sounds pretty refreshing. It does, it does. And I, I love the fact that, you you know, you put the science in it. It puts that pinky out, too, like you always do. <laughs> it was fun. I had fun. Although I had to kind of, like, sneak away from work. I'm, I was working from home, <laughs> home today, but it's like oh, I'm around 4 o'clock. I'm running out there trying to, you know, get my little thing to, to, to weigh my weigh my uh, citric acid. Fortunately, beverage people was able to fulfill my order, like, in an hour right away. today. Yeah, so yeah. I because they're still not open for walk-ins unless you, unless you make an appointment. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, they, I, last time I ordered stuff from them, I got it like within a couple hours. So they're they're pretty much on top of their orders now. I think they got, I think they're at a smaller storefront, so that, that's why it's harder to have people come in. This Happy Gilmore is delicious, and I think I was really right on with the blackberry because it adds another element to it. But another element to it. This is dangerous, boy. You know, <laughs> it's it's a vodka tea, so it's a mix. So really, one and a half ounces of vodka tea. It's not that. Potent. No, not that strong. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. A lot of times when I see these one and a half ounces, and when I even say in my recipe one and a half ounces, a lot of times I, I go with two. <laughs> you know, I always give it that, you know, that, that well, I'm a good bartender kiss. Well, <laughs> yeah, at the end, you know, I put it in a, in a, in a tall Collins glass with ice and I poured it in there and it was only about half full, even, even with full vice. And, you know, it says splash of peach schnapps and splash of cranberry juice. So I splashed those in, add a little bit more peach schnapps and then add a little bit more of the vodka tea just to kind of get it up to the top. So yeah, yeah, so, nice. yeah I did. so I did spike it a little bit. <laughs> nice. Cool. Those are great. Those sounds really awesome. I, I love the fact that you took two of the characters and um, I kind of based mine off of characters too. Nice. Uh, my first one though, uh, I went with one of the main characters, right? We got Adam Sandler is, uh, is um, Sugarman, right? As uh, Stanley Sugarman. He, right. uh, he's the, uh, the scout and the, he gets, he's looking for this, for, you know, the next big player. And uh, I'm going to butcher this name. It's Wancho uh, Hernan Gamote. Gomez, Herman Gomez. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah, it's it's okay. it sounds easy to. Yeah, that you're you're pronouncing. Juan Quo is the first. Yeah, yeah, that's about the best I can do, and I even screwed that one up. But anyways, he plays Bo Cruz. He's he's the main uh, talent. Yeah, for, like for the, just just stick with Bo Cruz. That's easy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so uh, one of the jokes throughout the uh, the movie was is uh, Adam Sandler's character kept trying to come up with a nickname for him and, and was calling him the cruise missile. Yep. <laughs> and and they made jokes about it, and I thought it was fucking funny. So I made a drink called the Cruise Missile, and I went through. I, I started looking for one. I found one uh, that got me in in kind of the realm of where I was going. But then I I threw that out and kind of made my own. Uh, one of the things I looked up is uh, Bo Cruz is supposed to be from Spain, um, and I looked up top cocktails in Spain. And one of the things they they have a lot of very fruit, you know, and wine based. Uh, uh, drinks and uh, sangria is one of them. So I figured I'd make something that's got a little bit of a kick because it's got to be a missile, right? It's got to have some power to it, but right. it's got that 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 flavorful fruit kind of sangria taste. So what I came up with is uh, one and a half ounces of a Sky Blood Orange vodka, one and a half ounces of a, a Cruzan named uh, pineapple rum, which uh, I really enjoy that just on its own with a whole bunch of other stuff. 1.5 ounces of a deep eddy uh, red uh, ruby red grapefruit vodka are my base. So I poured that into the shaker uh, over the top of 
oranges, lemons, and limes that I, I cut up in there and muddled. Got in there and just squanched the shit out of them. Basically, <laughs> squanched. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I could have just did the juice, but I it's I wanted to try muddling it just to see what it did. Really, it just sucked up some of my, my alcohol, I think, and took it back from me. Uh, that's why I added probably a little bit more. Probably went with about two ounces of this, so I didn't lose all of it. Uh, shook that up uh, in my shaker over ice. Poured that into a tall glass, right? And then topped that with two ounces of a red port. So it kind of gives it that sangria uh, a kind of feel and look and, and taste to it. Uh, put some, uh, I put a lime, lemon, and an orange wedge on for, for some garnish. Got my, my garnish game on this time, which nice. I usually don't do. But uh, so that's that's my cruise missile, and it is it's pretty tasty. I like the garnish because those those colors are are they're all light colors, but uh, yeah. but it's but it's a nice it's a nice little array of. That's a delicious drink, and yeah. <laughs> it's essentially. Pretty much all alcohol, so uh, it it could be one of those that is kind of like a, a Long Island iced tea. It's gonna it's gonna kick you in the you know, it's gonna blow up on you like a missile would. Did the uh, I'm looking at the picture you you sent me. Did the did the port? It looks like it didn't float. It looked like it went to the bottom. Is that? Yeah, it kind of it kind of uh, just poured. Yeah, it kind of settled down through and stuff like that. So it kind of didn't float. So it's, you're not getting all of that port first. You're kind of getting mixed of it in. Uh, which I think is better because that gives it more of that sangria taste to the whole way through, kind of sweetened it up a little. Yeah, it'll be exciting ending too. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my uh, my cruise missile. Really tasty. Uh, I I took my garnish and squeezed them in there, gave it a little bit more juice, just because you know you always want some more juice with it. Juice it up. So the other the other one that I got, and this is the one that kind of got me geeked out a little bit and a little um, excited is. Is I knew a lot of the the cameos and a lot of the the players in there were actual NBA players and stuff like that, and I was not recognizing most of the cameos. I, I didn't know these people. I don't I don't watch a lot of NBA, uh, but I I did notice one person and it kind of made me geek out a little bit. And it's when he's in the training montage and he's he's like out at the street court and he's learning to dribble with one of the guys, and the guy's name is the professor, and he's one of these street ball guys that is just phenomenal to watch like he he was like on the and one tour kind of thing where it's the kind of it's the over the top you know talking sh trash doing these crazy plays and just you know making fun of each other as they're playing but he is one of those guys that like his skill level with dribbling is insane like he makes harlem globetrotters look ridiculous <laughs> the guy is just but i recognized him right away and i got excited because i was like oh shit, that's the professor so I found a drink called The Professor, and uh, it, it was right up my alley because it's a uh, tequila and grapefruit cocktail. Two, two of my favorite mixes right there just together. I was like, well, this has got to be good. So that's what I went with, and it's basically uh, 1.5 ounces tequila, 1.5 ounces of Grand Meunier, a uh, fresh, uh, like one-point ounce squeezed lime, uh, freshly squeezed lime, and then uh, you shake that up, pour that over ice, and then you top it off with a grapefruit soda. And that's what I did is uh, I went and got just a, an Italian grapefruit soda, topped it off, and it's, it's delicious. I, I, I uh, also garnished this one with orange and, and lime just, you know, to match the flavors in it. And, again, it's just another really delicious drink. We both went pinky out with our orange liqueur. You got some Grand Marnier. I got some uh, yeah. Cointreau. <laughs> so uh, those aren't, those aren't the, the, the cheapest Bottles no, no. Of triple sec around. 
yeah, a lot of times I'll even I'll even use uh, if if it's just for some you know random thing. I'll, I have a regular bottle of triple sec, but uh, since we were doing the podcast, I, I wanted to go a little bit a little bit bigger. Triple sec is interesting to research, and I, I think it's 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 not. I don't think Grand Marnier is considered a triple sec. It's an orange liqueur. I think Cointreau is probably as close to triple sec as you're going to get in kind of that higher end. But 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 it's it's kind of interesting the history of yeah. of of orange liqueur or. Or Cointreau. Well, there's even that uh, orange uh, carousel. Uh-huh. I even have a bottle of that, and yeah, you know, and blue these, carousel too. Yeah, yeah. I need to do a taste test with just those one day and just see what the differences are. Yeah, you know, uh, but, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's, that's nice. All right. Well, now that we got our drinks on, and we're gonna we're gonna be sipping those throughout this show while we're talking about it. Um, this is a a another uh, Adam Sandler kind of serious role. But it's also kind of like a love letter to the NBA. Uh, it's also Adam Sandler's his wheelhouse in in he is a huge basketball fan. Like I mean, it, it shows up in a lot of his other stuff. Uh, he he's been known to just show up and play, be on courts and be playing with guys and stuff like that. Um, a lot of his movies has had cameos of other big uh, basketball stars. Yeah, I wonder if you know. I did write it down why this movie got got greenlit i i thought i i enjoyed it but it's it's still it's a kind of a straightforward story but you know it's got an a-list box office <laughs> personality as lead actor but also he was acting producer and you're right he's got that the ties to the basketball and that really helped this movie kind of elevate it into a place you know they they had a, a director that had some uh, dramatic chops that that uh, mm-hmm. that that came on board um but uh, jeremiah zegar yeah, I think I think I think Adam Sandler was already attached to the movie, and he was the one that reached out to that director who had just kind of done his first uh, feature, but it was it was successful in from from kind of more of a dramatic. The, the we are the animals. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think he hesitated beforehand because it's like, <laughs> oh, this isn't Adam Sandler, but but I think he was drawn to the aspect of trying to to capture basketball from more of a. Uh, of a, a, dream, a filming a filming status a yeah status. dreams t- kind of kind of get the feel of, of nice. something a little bit more dramatic and and that helped and yeah if adam sandler already has ties i'm sure he made a bunch of phone calls and said hey you're in this movie <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah I, well out. and the other thing they did is is they had a lot of backing from um like nba players um LeBron James is one of the executive producers and he really pushed for this. Yeah. Uh, and he really had a lot. And I think that's why, I mean, just the, in credits alone, um, you know, just, just for anybody who doesn't understand, uh, we spoil movies from the get go. So, uh, we don't really give a spoiler warning. So here's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen this, uh, and, and want to go see it before you hear us discuss it. Now's your chance to go pause us, go watch it and come back. It's on Netflix. It's, it's a, a tight, tight movie i think it's a uh, just under two hours really good you're gonna have a lot of fun but uh yeah it had a lot of push from from top executives uh and then if you watch the end credits it is just page after page of actual nba players either playing themselves or playing other characters yeah most and often playing themselves and it's nice how they show footage of when they were doing uh game you know most of them doing gameplay mm-hmm. or, or on the on the courts doing or, or filming yeah yeah Really cool, I, and I, I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like I said, I didn't recognize a lot of them. I did recognize some, but I, I just thought it like I didn't even know uh, uh, Wong Cho 
as Bo Cruz. I didn't even realize he's an actual NBA player. I didn't. Um, I didn't either. I'm not. A, I don't follow basketball. When I was when I was younger, you know, I grew up in yeah. Southern California. So Lakers, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The, that was kind of the team that I that I was following, and I, you know, they were they were the team a lot of people were following too. So oh yeah, um, I know all about them because I was a big Celtic fan at that time. Larry Bird <laughs> and McHale, and so they had their battles, and so I know sure. all about the Lakers too. Absolutely, and I I know those those names too because because <laughs> they were they were our rivals, and that's. Mm-hmm. And and but I didn't I didn't really follow sports after after I left you know after I moved away from Became home because that was you know my dad was was the more of a sports fanatic football and yeah and mine was it was just kind of friend. I was an athlete I was a jock in school so it was one of those things you knew Michael Jordan was big when I was in you know high school and stuff like that so everybody either loved or hated the Bulls you know either loved or hated the Celtics either loved or hated the Lakers. It was just kind of that <laughs> that thing, and so yeah. But yeah, we got it, and we also had a lot of other like Queen Latifah, uh, as um, Teresa Sugarman uh, played Adam Sandler's wife. Great job, uh, you know. She didn't have to do a whole lot, but what she was in there for, it felt right, it, you know. It. I. I was. I thought she did a really good job. It was an interesting. Th- those roles are interesting when you're kind of the the spouse of the lead and yeah y- y- and I thought I thought she brought some good weight to it I was I I was at first I thought it was too ni- too good of a relationship but I saw that <laughs> they had a little bit of uh you know it, it got a little heated at, got a little heated. At, at one point and I was like okay good at least it wasn't that because sometimes wasn't a fairy tale marriage right right um and well it still kind of was you know that wasn't the point of the movie and so you don't want to distract too much but but at least I, at least they I had felt it was right i felt it was a you know i, I felt I did, it was very pop like a like what a marriage should be where you're not fairy tale but you're also not yelling it, it it showed support but it also was like hey calling you out i trust you and i believe in you but i'm also saying hey are you you thinking about this? I, I I think it was well balanced for this movie, and I I think right, right. I, I think I don't think it was the point of this movie. It's it was a supporting role, but they did it right, right and and it was a it was it was a well she had it yeah she had a good performance. I think I think they added she added enough weight to it to to make it make it mm-hmm. uh, you know it influenced. It influenced the movie without just yeah. being the side character that was <laughs> along for the ride, you know. So, so yeah, well, and it was it's good. It was good seeing an interracial marriage, you know, with uh, and and the love between him and his daughter too. I loved how his daughter was kind of <laughs> the side hug. flirting with uh, with Bo too, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. That <laughs> well, and they, and he called her out on it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, you know, as much as this is a basketball film, it's a it's a a uh, parent-child relationship kind of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, it comes in in a, in a lot of different things where, you know, you get, uh, you know, Sandler and his daughter, uh, played by uh, Jordan Hull um, as Alex Sugarman, and, you know, the, the struggles of him trying to be the father and, and, you know, still trying to make everything right and, you know, him calling her out on what, I only get the side hug, and, you know, I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Um you know, and, and he did a good job with that. And then, but then you also have some other interesting parent-child type relationships. Uh, Robert Duvall played Rex Maverick, who was, um, or Merrick, sorry. Uh, he was the uh, owner of the of the 76ers in this film. And uh, you kind of feel like a, uh, a father figure for Sandler in this from Duvall. 
and uh, you know who then passes away which you know adds its own little heart you know beats to this where it's like oh damn and you know but you got to feel the way he talked to him and the way he believed in him and stuff and then you see that turn around and you have that same thing with with uh sandler and and bo cruz and sugarman and bo cruz at the end you know it really plays out that you know he really took him under his wing and, and looked out for him like like a father would and stuff like that and that was really cool yeah and and in each both of those instances they had their own uh you know like with robert duvall it was his son that took over and that was an interesting yeah. relationship and i think wasn't it his uh his daughter that that mm-hmm. kind of was the you know she ended up coming in at the end and and yeah and so the son was played yeah the son was ben foster played vince merrick and the daughter was heidi gardner who played um cat merrick Another, yeah, they another were, SNL alumni. Yeah, I thought she was great. And it's funny, like, I, when I first saw her on there, I was like, God damn, she looks familiar. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I had to go figure it out. But yeah, that's exactly, I, I loved her character in that. And yeah, and Ben Foster played a great, he, he, in a way, he was the villain of this, in, in a way. He wasn't the only villain, but, you know, uh, but he was kind of the, if we're going to pin it on a person, it was him. Yeah, I, I thought they played him a little too villainous. I mean, he came across as just, Oh no! It, See, it, I lo- okay. <laughs> I liked it because, to me, that is exactly what I feel. Some of these kids that are probably raised up rich and and just following in daddy's footsteps didn't didn't fucking work to get there. Just kind of got handed it to them, but want to make it seem like they know what they're doing. And that's exactly how he played it. Kind of like I know more than you. You're you know you're gonna do what I tell you. Kind of like throwing his fucking weight around, <laughs> and and you know what? he's also a short guy. <laughs> Can so, we do a got, quick seg? Because you are, you're talking, you know, what my obsession has been recently that Bo and I have been talking about a little bit, Succession, <laughs> which just had its, uh, which uh-huh. just had its big uh, series finale on, on, uh, on Sunday. And, you know, obviously you haven't seen it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything on that one, but, uh, <laughs> but, but that's so much about a father. Yeah, a, he, and, and, you know, people have compared it to the Murdochs or, or the Trumps or something about a kind of this, the, this, this father with the, with the kids and someone who just owns it. This is a little different in that the father figure okay. is self-made, whereas the Murdochs yeah. and Trumps, they're not self-made. They're kind of, they're already the kids that have just been kind yeah, of handed, yeah. handed things, but, but it's really interesting. It's all the kids kind of vying for control as the father is getting to, to where he wants to, well, he's not. I, sure. It's on my list to watch for sure. It definitely is on my w- list to watch. And, but and but yeah, if, that, but if you enjoyed this character, uh, the son character, and his kind of his, it, I mean, because these characters will drive you. I mean, I could see you just hating well, these guys. <laughs> um, so if if you were kind of drawn to this character well, in, in that way, then then I don't damn. know if I was drawn to him, but I I thought he played the role perfectly, and I also liked how Cat played the opposite side, where she understood that hey, you know what. I know there's people out there that that work for my father and and made this company what it is and and I'm not I'm not just gonna shit on that and and I've got to use what I've got you know use the tools that that yeah. that help you get there where this other guy thought no I am the tool I can he was a tool yeah. but uh, you know what I mean <laughs> so I, I do I think maybe Succession has kind of spoiled me with with those roles so I thought they were a little both both a little two dimensional how they were played but. They worked. Eaten. They worked for this. I didn't. I didn't have yeah. to worry too much. I knew. I knew their role. And um, it was. So. It was a small side story, but yeah. it, it helped put everything in its way. So, but I did like the the fact that it was. And we also had another. You know, another family uh, connection yes. through there with Bo Cruz and his mother and his daughter. Yes. And and the way they interacted, the way 
the mother talked to him and was like, hey, you know, this is this is what you need to do. You know, she was real with him. And then how he was, you know, doing everything he had to for his daughter and stuff like that. So I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, and that, that was really the the heart of the show, right? The, the heart of the movie was that aspect. Now, the meat of the show, though, or the meat of this movie was the basketball. Right, it was it was the montages of him watching him play on the street and and hustling these guys in in Spain for a couple dollars, you know. Yeah, there was and a then, narr- there was a narrative. It wasn't just montage, but it it did have some montages. But 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 it certainly was was driven by by Adam Sandler's pursuit of becoming a coach again and yes. really really taking this this uh, this kid this well. I think he was twenty. This 20, raw, this twenty-six-year-old playing a twenty-two-year-old, but that, that was fair. Oh, come they, on. They, they kind of made a joke about that with the uh, the Russian, oh, yeah. the Russian guy. <laughs> You're twenty-two. So that is, uh, yeah, that's a uh, Dmitri uh, Jovanek, who yeah. actually is an NBA player. Uh, played uh, Boban Marajovic. How old are you? Twenty-two. That, that was the very. Who is this? Yeah, one of the very first scenes when he shows up. Yeah, this is my son. He's ten. He's ten. I could have had him when I was twelve. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it is funny. Um, but yeah, he's he's a, um, uh, an actual NBA player. Made he's also uh, his other film credit uh, credit is uh, he's uh, the guy that um, John Wick beats up in the library and kills with the book in uh, John Wick Three. Wait, he that's who he is. Yeah, the 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 Dimitri Jovic. Oh, you're he's kidding. In, he's in. He's that big tall guy that he fights in the library. I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. great. That was a great. So, that was a great sequence. That's yeah. yeah. Three. That's right. I thought it was funny. He killed him with a book. You know, he's just a big <laughs> dumb guy. I'm gonna kill you with a book. <laughs> I, you know, little things make me laugh. Um, it kills one person with a pen, another one with a book. It's all very. He killed a couple people. Well, was it three people with a pencil? <laughs> you know, they had to show it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, this this was a lot of 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 the the basketball, and I really enjoyed that too because I thought. You know, sports movies, for what they are, they they can only show so much. And and you know, when you're when you're an athlete and you're into things for the sport of it, it's really nice when they can give you a good look at what you know what a game could look like. And you know, instead of just pulled back and watching and stuff. And I thought this did a good job with a lot of that. I thought I thought what they did was really fun. Was it all believable? No. I mean, you know, I, him challenging everybody, and you know, it. it yeah, I mean, I don't, this, was, this was very much an ideal super. You know, he had one weakness, and and that became kind of the, the, the Oh well, that, I hated the fact that they played that up too. That just to me, I, I wish they would have found something different. Like I hate the fact that they go back to a violence thing, and you know, and then it's oh, but you don't understand the circumstances, and it's like I, you know, everybody's got their circumstances and stuff. I just. That's the one. The one oh, thing. The, oh, the the assault. The, I think I was. Talk, I was. I was thinking more about the trash talk on the court and how that kind of triggered him. Well, I think that goes back into he was. He was. He doesn't know how to control his his anger when it comes to his daughter. I was really. I I thought they played that, effectively in that in that, Adam Sandler or Stanley, um, mm-hmm. caught it and and you know obviously saw it initially how he was triggered by it. And you know, continued to talk, he taught him how he taught him how to get taught him it. how to deal with it. But then when you know it was the the, the third act when when he goes to the when he goes and, and plays against him again and the guy triggers him again. I thought they sold it well because the the guy really 
got under my skin the way it, it came <laughs> across. And I thought that was that was really effective. It turns out, you know, I watched a little behind the scenes. Those two are like best of friends. The, the they two, play together. The two actors, in, uh, they Milwaukee, played together. Apparently, you know, on the, you know, when they were or, filming this movie, they would be like, you couldn't separate them. I thought that was great. I thought the... I think, I think they were both... Like I don't know if they came out the same year or they were very they were very close in like they, rookie second year season. Yeah, they were on the same team for a while. Yeah, or for yeah, it's Anthony Edwards who played Kermit Willis. I you know I certainly I he pissed me off. He he just oh yeah he he, he but I thought I thought it was really effective. You know his he played his that delivery his and and it, I bought it that it was it was <laughs> triggering it got me well, mad and it's like oh my god he really you, found you know a what way. it is what he played he played the perfect bully that we have all seen in high school <laughs> I'm dead serious yeah there, there's all every one of I mean every one of us has seen that guy been that guy dealt with that guy somehow we've all had that that person in high school that talks shit about and finds your button and pushes it pushes and, it you know, yeah yeah you know, it's like darth vader in return of the jedi oh sister <laughs> you have a twin sister you know and you know <laughs> it's a little more than that no but, i know. i know but i mean they look for the weakness they look for exactly what you said yeah they look for that button yeah. to push and then they push the shit oh, out. oh and if they find it yeah mm -hmm. it's it's yeah then they just go crazy and that's and and i get it and that's it it's one of those things is yeah you have to learn how to deal with a bully like that and i i you know i thought they did a good job on how to, how to get them through it you know you have to learn that hey yeah i thought they I thought, can say all they want yeah but i thought really after matter. that i didn't i didn't see the the i mean he had to talk with with his adam what was it he had to talk with his mom or was it adam sandler that has a talk with his mom there was a discussion but then it kind of suddenly went into the the last scene where he got to face him again i didn't think there was uh, well, they had they had the they had the montage. First, he was gonna go. He was gonna end up back in. Or, you know, they, they saw the they saw the problem, and and he's like, look, this is this is where that 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 uh, montage not montage, but the 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 speech. I don't. Know, I can't think of the uh, where one guy has a big mo monologue. There you go. Right where where Adam Sandler as, as Sugarman has the monologue. He's like, do you love this game? Right? Does it does it really mean something to you? Like he he pulls that on him, and that and that's the big. The moment is like, is this is being in the NBA your life dream? Because if it is, you've got to put all everything aside, which means you got to put your you got put your personal feelings on a shelf, right? And you can let you let them talk shit all day, and you just throw it back in their face by making buckets, right? It, no, that's paraphrasing what he said essentially, but you know he did it much better and much cleaner and and, and more to the fact. But it, it's that it was that set up of that speech that that kind of set it up. And his mom talked to him, and and you know, and this is where I, I love the payoff at the end where he had the the tattoo. But this is where his mom, you know, mm -hmm. she saw because he he's a his father had abandoned him, right? And so you know, we got that great line. He's got he's got one full sleeve arm and a bunch of chest and and shoulder tattoos, and they're like, you know, the the sleeve is all for my daughter, the the chest is all for my mother, and his other arm, his left arm is all bare, and he's like, and these are all for my father, right? You know, and, and it was like, oh, shit. And then when uh, the very end where he ends up, you know, getting drafted and stuff, he's playing for the Celtics, and and then, and then Sugarman's going to coach against him, and they hug, and he shows up, and he's got that that tree uh, tattooed on his left arm, and it says never never give up or um, never back right. down. Never, never back okay, down. Right. 
and and so that was what uh sandler you know his his he got from uh, uh robert duvall's character who told him you never back down you were always that guy you always stood your ground and so it, it went from one father figure to another father figure down to Bo cruz and and his mother called it out and said he's your oak tree he's your he he's there to your take the weight tree, off yeah. your sh- your, the yeah. weight off your shoulders and then he shows up with that tattoo i'm not gonna say i teared up but i'm not gonna say i did it uh, there was something in the air i don't allergies or something (laughs) no i mean that's the stuff that gets gets to me too especially when it deals with you know parental relationships and and stuff and when you father shit hits me hard yeah yeah (laughs) we got kids we've got we've got parents and you know so that you you know we we get a sense of those things those things draw us draw us towards those i grew grew up with i mean my dad my, my dad was a single father for me pretty much my entire life you know, so it was just me and him. So when father things like that happen, it, it hits me. It hits me pretty hard. Like I remember, <laughs> it was a Christmas time. I was uh, I was across the street at, at the the mall, uh, in in the truck one day. I was getting ready to go into Jay Z Penny's to do some Christmas shopping, and a country song came on. And I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those, you know, your dad kind of thing. And fuck, if I wasn't bawling my ass <laughs> off in the truck. You know, and I had to sit in there for a good 10 minutes just to calm down so I could go do some Christmas shopping. But, yeah, sometimes these things get me. So that was one that at the end of this movie, after I and I I enjoyed this movie to to the nine. Uh, I loved it. This passed my phone test. (laughs) Um, I I, yeah, I mean, which is I mean, that doesn't happen a lot anymore. But I was really into this. Um, I really enjoyed all of it. I um, I am a huge Adam Sandler fan and I, I do not like all of his movies, but I am a huge Adam Sandler fan. And this this carried over thing. So at the end of it, you know, and, and most of it was just a good fun thing for me. I enjoyed watching, but then to have that emotional moment at the end, I was like, "Shit, you got, you got me good." Uh, so <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think fortunately it didn't rely on that as as no as, no it didn't. But it, it was a great. It had a good topic. story. Yeah, it had a good story to tell. It it had some really good. I don't want to call them montages because I, I don't think it relied. <laughs> I mean, it did have a couple. It had rock, a lot of them. Had a couple rocky sequences that I thought were like, oh, yeah. um, you know, when he's driving up the hill. I thought that was a little. Yeah, tired. yeah. That, <laughs> so that was rocky for sure. Yeah. Come on. Well, I no, I think they even say something about. I mean, they, yeah. they make a nod to Rocky. Uh, yeah. At, at some point, but because that, it was done in Philly. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah, this is yeah, well, Philadelphia sure. 76ers. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Rocky, but yeah, that, that okay. Oh, it wasn't um, the same same run that Rocky made, but it was the same type of run. I mean, he even at the end does up those stairs and kind of does the jump at the end and you know, a little bit. It wasn't it was a nod. I mean, they screen, were yeah. Oh yeah, definitely a nod. Yeah. Yeah, Bo should like this a lot. I mean, it's it's right up his alley for Philly. <laughs> his alley. Um <laughs> I I when I was when I was watching this movie and I thought I thought the 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 storyline was was pretty straightforward you know you know it, it kind of could write itself um there, it didn't pull too many surprises as far as the narrative and that that's okay I mean it 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 would have it it struck an interesting dramatic or a good dramatic tone but I thought man they could have played this completely you know the comic Adam Sandler he, oh, and, for and sure. I thought, I thought, wouldn't that be kind of wild and interesting? And I don't think they'd <laughs> ever do this. But if they actually made two movies simultaneously, <laughs> where you know they've got all the basketball guys, but they're you know they're making the same script, but <laughs> one they're <laughs> doing this drama, and then they say, okay, cut, let's shoot it again. Adam, 
you know, bring out your Happy Gilmore. You bring out your. I was gonna say, yeah, it's a Bobby Boucher. Bobby uh, Boucher, this shit. Yeah, that's a yeah. water boy. <laughs> and just turn it into something ridiculous. And 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 I think the I think the screenplay could have could have maybe held up. I mean, screenplays for those sort of movies aren't don't have to be much. They're more vehicles for the performance. You know, I, I look think at Ace Ventura. Lost. You know, oh I, god, oh, yes. I know. I totally agree, but. I'm just saying that it could have been fun. It'd be an interesting experiment to see someone actually do that, where they make <laughs> they make the, the same movie, you know, and they play it dramatically, and they play or, or just have them have them drop into one of the characters at a time, like just as a as a, a joke for something, you know, like you know, he's in the bar hamming it up with his buddies, and he drops into one of the characters. It'd be kind of funny. Or do it, do it, you know, do it as the final take. And then <laughs> release it, release it as an extra on the on the, on the Blu-ray <laughs> or something like that. So that if you want to see the whole movie from with this with this crazy Waterboy character or something like that, it's all there for you. Just just to, I mean, that'd be <laughs> that'd be a riot. I no, I think actually that's a good idea. You you put it as an extra <laughs> extra feature, and people are just going to be begging to see you it. Do that. Actually, you know what you need to do is you need to get all his little buddies that he always has in his comedy uh, cameos. You know, you get a Rob Schneider in there. You, know, you can do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. God. That would be classic. Or Dana yeah. Carvey. Yeah, yeah, you have that as uh, yeah, in, the middle, in the middle of this dramatic sequence. And <laughs> he pops up. And, you can do it. Oh, crew. You can do it. <laughs> um, so some interesting trivia about this, too, is... Um, this was originally written as uh, they find a phenomenal street ball player in China. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. Netflix came back and said, uh, "Yeah, we don't do business with China." So that's exactly. That <laughs> I, I, I wrote that down too. Does not do business in China. <laughs> I, I was shocked when I heard. It. I was like, "I'm like really? I'm like that's crazy. That's I really Netflix isn't in China. Interesting." Um, I also see that uh, uh, Wonko uh, plays in the NBA since 2016, um, and he's he's. Been playing for several teams, but he actually was a Boston Celtic for a while. He appeared in 18 games in 2021-2022. Thought that was cool that he ended up, and, you know, and then and then he gives him the the nod with the number 22, which is another. Uh, that's actually a goof because uh, the Celtics retired the number 22 uh, years years ago, like in the 70s, I think, one of their players. So he wouldn't have been able to wear 22. But I mean, they had to do it for the movie because uh, it it was what it was. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's fair because you're dealing in kind of an alternate reality where yeah. where Robert Duvall is the coach of the you know is right. the owner of the 76ers and you know so it, it's it's it, it's like you're dealing with a multiverse you know where in this multiverse <laughs> you have uh, you have 22 that hasn't been retired. Yeah, no, well it made it made sense and nobody's really gonna get really upset with it. Uh, so um, oh yeah, there's gonna be yeah. some trolls out there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Wancho and Anthony Evers also played. They played on the Minnesota Timberwolves together in the 2000-2020. Uh, Adam Sandler was wearing a Federal Donuts T-shirt, uh, which is a real Philadelphia restaurant, famous not just for their donuts but their fried chicken. You're reading IMDb because I have these notes. I, I am. <laughs> you know, I, I just thought it was funny. I did you notice I the saw scene? That. Did you notice the scene on the on the airplane when Adam Sandler's eating chicken? I'm assuming it's it's you know the chicken from the federal. He brought KFC. Place. No, it was KFC. Oh, was it KFC? But did you see the look on the woman? You know, I think there yeah. was someone's face looking over and just like, you, you know, motherfucker. Like, I know you're eating chicken on an airplane. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um, so you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. I I, I typically hit about ten of them. I were, there, were there were there many on this? Mm, not as many as I would have thought. Not a lot of the big ones that normally I hit. 
uh, and I found a couple, and uh, there was two in particular that actually are Adam Sandler, like uh, it's the Adam Sandler uh, Cinematic Universe podcast, and these guys are like a little over the top. They're a little too much sucking uh, Adam's dick on this one. Like uh, they just, they're a little too much in, like they're going through all the movies, which I, I respect. Um, their podcast was decent, but also spent way too much time talking about what they're playing. Like, they spent like 30 minutes telling us, like, this is what we're going to do. We watch all these movies, about, and but then they got into it. Little, And then there was another one that said Adam well, Sandler. Like just, us, they don't edit, you know. <laughs> well, but it was also like, why do you got to stroke your, like, if, if someone's really coming on to this to listen to Hustle, they want to hear about Hustle. They don't want to hear 30 minutes of you telling them about what it is your podcast plan is. But anyways, the other <laughs> one is this. Adam Sandler just quit, and it's it's these three people that were hating on it. And I was like, why would you waste your fucking time making a, making a podcast, watching all the Adam Sandler movies if all you're going to do is shit on them? And so I, it was really interesting, but uh, one of the ones I listened to, uh, I, it came up, and they were talking about the Federal Donuts shirt and stuff like that. But they were also talking about uh, all the fast food. And, and one of the ones that were hating on it, she's like, why would you be in Europe and all these places and, and eating fast food? And I was like, and it started making me think, and I was like, you know, I think that was, that was an actual choice. It was, it was showing that, you know, this guy's traveled all around the world, but what he really wants is something from home. Yeah. He wants, he wants a, normal a, hint, yeah. a hint of home. And, and it made sense to me at that point when I was like, Oh, that's something that just blew by me because I wasn't, I didn't care about it. I wasn't trying to like shit on this about why would he be eating fast food and Pizza Hut and, and McDonald's when he's in, you know, all these other, you know, European countries where he could be getting these great foods and stuff. And I was like, no, he really was trying to get something, yeah, normal from home. And I was like, I these agree. I missed I, the point. <laughs> I think it was a clue to the character and and what yeah. he was going through. You know, he'd been on the on the road, for and so that's long why he had Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken yeah. on the plane. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right there, and I think yeah, I think uh, you gotta make a, you gotta reach out to this podcast and tell them that they're I, a bunch uh, of dumb shits. <laughs> I usually don't. I usually will not uh, go on and rate a podcast if I just don't like one episode. I, I won't give them shit for it. But this one, I I went and looked at. They had as many one star ratings as they had uh, five star ratings. So a lot of people were like, and 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 a couple of the comments are like, why would you spend all your time shitting on a you know something? Like really, this is this is the best thing you got to do with your life, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you tell him. And so, uh, but yeah, I was just like, oh, it was so weird. But and, and the sad part was, I fucking listened to to most of it. I, I think I I think I dropped out about halfway through, but I was just like, ugh. Um, but this is this was a, a a cool thing. One of the other things I really thought is, you know, uh, the Stan name comes up. Stanley Sugarman uh, was his name in this. Uh, that's a that's Adam Sandler kind of giving a nod to his father. Um, you know, the, his father's, I think, was Stan. Or Stan the Man. Was, yeah, there was something about yeah. Stan the Man. That was one of his characters, I think, on his comedy album. And it, it, it all goes back to his father, though. I thought that was really cool. Um, there's some really fun things um, in this. Uh, but I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever see the 1994 movie Up in the Air? Or The Air Up There? Sorry. No, I wrote that down. It's a Kevin Bacon movie. Kevin right? Bacon movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, kind of the same story, but he's he's in like well, I, was, yeah. I almost said Wakanda, but it's not Wakanda. Yeah, um. I mean, speaking of same stories, I wrote out. I mean, it is a there. When it comes to just kind of the overarching narrative, you know, this was interesting. It, it they, they you know they. 
they had a different perspective. So I think it was very valid to kind of explore this as its own movie. But I mean, it does kind of play the same sort of role as something like something like uh, um, Hoosiers or uh, yeah. uh, Coach Carter. These sort of coach movies that are just trying to inspire inspire people. Or what was the Cool Runnings, which is a good one because, you know, there's John Candy playing a, a <laughs> yeah. comedian. And I think they played that more as a comedy. And, and that was yeah, that was actually based on a true story, but it's, but it's taking kind of, you know, it's, doing what was you that can. The Bob's, was that the yeah. bobsled team? Yeah. yeah. And maybe I'm just, I'm, I, I looked up a bunch of kind of sports based movies and there's some that are, are formulaic. You've got your mighty ducks, uh, the bad news bears, oh, yeah. you know, these things that are kind of formulaic. Then you have sports movies that are really aren't formulaic, like million dollar baby, which, you know, mm, it's about yeah. sports, but it's completely about something else. Raging bull, Foxcatcher. There's another one with uh, with a company a comedian turned dramatic role with uh, Steve Carell. That's a that's a that's a few years old, but that's based on mm. a true story about about a wrestling. Well, about a, a, a another another uh, millionaire that got an inheritance and was trying to make something of, of himself, and so he decided to buy a wrestling team. And I mean, it's a, it's a really horrific story about how wrestling like uh, WWE or like actual high no, school, no, Olymp- Olympic, Olympic. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's a really, it's a really uh, hard story. I got to check this. I got to check this one out. Steve um, Carell, huh? Okay. Steve Carell. He was nominated for an Academy Award for this. Um, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. He had this prosthetic nose. Um, <laughs> it's that's, uh, that just makes me laugh that's that's a movie that makes you want to dive deeper into the real story um and um which which there's a lot of a lot of stuff online about that about the real person fox um, catcher okay fox catcher yeah what, what are you finding what are you finding it's uh, also- 2014 yeah um i'll see if i can find well, look at the cat it's got mark ruffalo it's got uh um no way it's got the hulk in it yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he was nominated as well. I think he was great in that movie. He really you okay. you would think you would really be drawn towards his performance. Shane Tanning. He must have been the yes. wrestler. He must he have would, been one well, of the wrestlers. Well, they were both. They were brothers. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and Shannon Shannon Tanning. Oh, Tatum were, interesting. Were brothers. Okay. Speaking of this, though, I wrote you know here back to our our comedians turned dramatic roles because yeah, Steve Carell yeah. was actually on my list. I've got a list of a bunch of them, and I, I'm curious. You know. For me, Adam Sandler really sold it in this movie as, you know, someone who you're watching him and you're not distracted by his comedic roles. And, and, no, no, you not know, at all. Like, like when we cut, I mean, Uncut Gems, I think, was an even better performance because it was, it was a riveting performance that was um, more nuanced. This is a little bit it's... more, this is a little bit more straightforward. He does bring a quality to it that's effective, but but it's still more of an, an everyday man role. Whereas in Uncut Gems, it was, oh my God, the stress level in that. And he <laughs> knocked it out of the park. But some, some actors can't, can't necessarily pull it off. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a, a struggle. I, you know, I wrote down Robin Williams. Here, here's a good yeah. example of someone who has done some roles that really are like Goodwill Hunting. That was incredible, but, but it's still, it was tough for him to separate from his, comedic background jim carrey a lot of good ones i gotta ask you about jim carrey because i i always struggled to 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 see him he's done some dramatic things uh truman show was a kind of a borderline because it was an it was a unique character that was under the spotlight so 
it worked for that. I can't think of anything that he was he was serious in that I really enjoyed. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He was he was in that one. Yeah, but that's a kind of a fucked up movie. It is a fuck. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I re- I really liked um, it, but it was but it but I have a hard time seeing him in dramatic roles. Yeah, he's not one that really. His his comedy is so good, uh, but I can't think of anything that he was uh, dramatic in that I I'm like oh my god you had to see that one. Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis. Now, now now he's doing. Uh, see, I don't Last. I don't see him as more of a comedian. Well, he's SNL. Um, he's hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. But I, and even even Ted Lasso is kind of a comedic role, but he has oh, those, it's full those, full on those moments of drama, which are true. I mean, true, th- true. I think that's what elevates that series is is when they are when they can mix that so effectively. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess probably because I don't, I didn't, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in so long that I don't really remember seeing him as a character on there. I mean, I haven't watched it in probably, fuck, 15 years. Did you ever see uh, King of Comedy? That's another, I brought up Raging Bull earlier. That's a Martin Scorsese film with uh, Robert De Niro, but it also has Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, you know, who's kind of mm-hmm. famous for his slapstick, but he plays, he plays kind of a Johnny Carson style character. And, you know, I always had a hard time seeing him. He tried to do some dramatic roles, and I didn't really <laughs> buy it. I, but uh, King yeah. of Comedy was was brilliant. And Okay. Um, uh, Will Ferrell? No, I can't. I have a hard time with him. He's tried some some serious ones, but I just can't. I can't think of him as, as in a serious role either that stands out. Uh, Bill Murray I have trouble with. He he did do the tra- Lost in Translation, which was, was He's, interesting. But it really takes a role that, that kind of demands that serious. Uh, so it, with Bill know. Murray, though, he's in a lot of um, uh, the Wes Anderson movies <laughs> where they're, they're not necessarily comedic, but they're not necessarily serious either. And, and Bill Murray's in a ton of those. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, how do you feel about that? Where it's it it is idiosyncratic. There, you know, he's he's got a Wes Anderson yeah. has a quality that is very unique, <laughs> that 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 I, yeah, it's hard to really to to pull any sort of dramatic role out of any of his his movies because they're more satire. There's something about him that is is unique and, and yeah, unusual. So yeah, I mean, he's another. I mean, yeah, he's a hard kind of see because he's done so much. You know. So much just straight comedy. It's weird to kind of see him in. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of it, of of that, I think we're gonna try a, a, a our next podcast. We're gonna try a Wes Anderson movie because yes, you're you're doing a you're you're trying to do your workout. You're trying to do your. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta get my, my 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 lugs in. You know. Yeah, your your Wes Anderson chops ready to go because you're heading yeah. out to another podcast. You're gonna betray I, me and and and. and <laughs> I'm cheating on you. You're cheating on me and, and going and sleeping around with uh with the Hero Podcast crew. Yeah, Hero uh, Movie which, Podcast guys. Which which is awesome. Um, I'm so stoked. But yeah, I, you're, I, you guys are talking about the new Wes Anderson movie that's coming out next month. Yeah, Astro- Asteroid City. I'm gonna have to go watch this on a, a Thursday, Friday. Kind of. I'm gonna try and get in at least two watches. Uh, you know. But yeah, I want to get some Wes Anderson under my my belt. Um, I know we talked about this too, Wes Anderson. Uh, I'm, I'm not a. I, I'm not like a. Oh, I know all his stuff, and and he's great. Um, but Moonrise Kingdom was the one that stood out to me. That I was. This movie is fucking all, all about this. I think that's the um, one we're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna check yes, out for the, for our next podcast. Yeah, but we can talk then, about other ones too, because one of my favorites is the uh, what's the hotel one? The 
The uh, the oh, not, not the French Dispatch. That was the one that we were like, what? The Grand well, Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, Isle of Dogs. Was, Isle of is, Dogs. I've heard is really good. Is worth checking uh, out. Um, fantastic Mr. Fox. I've heard is really there's good. There's a lot I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one. I never saw the last one that you you mentioned that came out last year. Or two the French ago. Dispatch one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm interested. But but so many of his his films are are so similar that. It's it, you can get on Wes Anderson overload if you watch them over and over again. Or it's like well, that's kind of what I remember from seeing a few like Life Aquatic and the Royal Tenenbaums. I was like, I'm not so sure I, I'm up for this guy. And then I watched Moonrise Kingdom, and I was like, Holy shit, I love this movie. You can go on YouTube and you can look up Wes Anderson um, and put in like Star Wars or Wes Anderson Lord of the Rings, and you oh, can find. Shit. But you can find little uh, little trailers for someone who's done, you know, a Star Wars. But they've done it via Wes Anderson. West, they, oh they actually, shit, that's yeah, hilarious! Yeah, they actually you know do their own footage and stuff like that. But it's and I, it's pretty recent as as far as I know. It's only recently that I've seen it. But absolutely, put that in your arsenal of things to talk okay. about because uh, because it's you know it really exposes his uh, the director's you know continued use of his own style as as a way of 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 sharing his vision, you know, and, and, and is that, does it get old? I, yeah. I mean, it can, <laughs> but it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's I'm sure. there's still something genius about it. You know, no one else can, can really claim it. It's, it's so those, those that are still with us and plan to join us for our next episode. Uh, it is apparently uh moonrise kingdom is, is now right on prime included with prime. So you can watch that if you have oh, okay. prime. And, just and prime general have, Amazon prime, yeah. not like any yeah. add ons or anything. Okay. Nope. Nope. Just straight. I get I get prime. tricked by that. I'll look something up and they say, "Oh yeah, it's available <laughs> on Amazon Prime." And you go there right. and it's like with a Showtime subscription or something like that. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck. The sad part is, is I'm so fucking into this stuff. I've got I've got almost all of them right. I've got like Showtime. I've got fucking Stars. I got HBO or Max now. It's Max. I've been uh, I you know you kind of shared with me your trick about getting kind of like little seven day trials. <laughs> I've been doing a lot better. Different I've, emails. I've different stripped emails. away, you know, right now I've got <laughs> my Netflix. I've got my Amazon just because I got prime. And I think I've got yeah. max no longer HBO max, just now max. Yeah. But that's free with my, uh, AT&T oh, yeah, yeah. or, or one of my, yeah, I've, my got, I've got, I've got, I've got Apple and matter of fact, uh, since we're, we're, we're kind of out on a tangent right now, let's, let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Cause uh, tonight is uh, the the uh, the last episode of uh, Ted Lasso. Really? Right. Yeah. Is it, so the, is it uh, a series finale or are they cause... series finale? Complete so the, finale. They were only doing three seasons. And I, this I knew is that, but then I read something finale. that suggested that it might not be over. I heard that they were. I heard they were going to do some some. Um, uh, spinoffs, but okay. Ted Lasso is done, from what I understand. Okay, but I hear you the, never like John, money, money talks. Money John, talks. John Wick. I mean, they're already talking about John Wick Five and a whole bunch more <laughs> true, spinoffs. True, and that true. was an article I read just a couple of days ago. So it's like, oh my god, that's got traction, and which is a little frustrating. But sometimes it the is, world is successful, is. and oh, money, money, money is what everybody wants. Right? Yeah, it's it's what makes the world go round. Uh, but yeah, so Tay Lasso tonight. I'm sure that's uh, that's my plan. As soon as we're off this podcast, I will uh, pour another drink and uh, we'll sit down and watch the final yeah. Tay Lasso, which will be a great. Um, one of the other things I've been watching is a new show or a new series on uh, Amazon called Citadel. Oh, okay. I've and this heard is of that. a yeah, it's a it's a action um, kind of a drama based in a in a spy world, almost like a 
what's what's the ones with Tom Cruise? One uh, blank. Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. So, yeah, and so really, really fun so far. It's got uh, the guy from um, he was in Eternals and he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, he was um, uh, uh, what was his name? Laughter on a Death Row. He was one of the Starks in um, in. Uh, in Game of Thrones, and he was also uh, Icarus in uh, Eternals. Icarus in Eternals, okay. So, uh, but he he is he plays. Laugh you know, they, they started off. Oh. It's it's current time, and uh, they're they're spies, and they go. You know, they're on a train and doing this stuff. It's it's got some cool kind of fight action, shoot them up, and then but then uh, shit goes wrong, and then it all of a sudden it's ten years later, and and. Uh, they both had lost their memory and now it's kind of like coming back together and it's really it's it's so far it's been a lot of fun um uh it's it's a prime specific um like uh done for them um i'm trying i'm trying to pull it up it's it's funny well i've been i've been you you mentioned what we've been watching so i've been like Furious to go into sites to see if there's anything new that I haven't already mentioned. But I, I brought up uh, Netflix a couple times, and every time it started playing audio. And so, so our audience <laughs> you heard, stop it. I, our audience heard a little like background <laughs> audio. I apologize. I don't think Noah heard it because it's not coming no, through, no, through I his mic. But uh, for those listening, I apologize about that. I did it twice. I and then I ended up muting the muting the tab. <laughs> it has this so, autoplay when you launch Netflix. Oh, gotcha. So it's uh, Richard Madden who is who who's one Citadel. Wait, um, you you cut out for a sec. What? I was saying it's Richard Madden mm-hmm. is the character or is the actor who's in Citadel. He's one of the main characters. Um, besides, uh, oh my God, I'm gonna butcher this. Oh, Pyranka, Pyranka, Copra Jones. Um. And then Stanley Tucci are the, the three main stars, actually. Um, and it, it's kind of like a, it almost has like a Mr. Mrs. Smith kind of feel to it. Uh, in the beginning, you know, they're two, they're two spies that uh, kind of work together. We're also romantically involved a little bit, but then also don't like each other. And they're kind of, you know, nipping at each other. And, and then it goes through and... Uh, but then they get into the next couple episodes, and it, it really comes off really cool. It's kind of fun. Um, it, it's it has a Mission Impossible feel to it. Uh, maybe not as is uh, or or maybe a Mister Mrs. Smith Mission Impossible style, and and it's a whole new world. Like it's it's got different spy networks and stuff like that. So it's kind of a new story. It's not really pulling off of anything else exactly like that. So kind of fun. But that's that's one of the things we've been watching besides you know getting ready for that. Ted Lasso season finale. Okay, I I haven't actually looking up. I don't I don't think I've watched anything except for Succession. You know that was, I I I am caught up, which means I watched the finale. <laughs> I watched it twice. It was it was worth oh. kind of going through all the gotcha. details. I actually got online and watched a lot of react or a lot of uh, commentaries afterwards. I listened to a podcast with the actors talking about uh, you know the finale and stuff, which is really interesting seeing their perspective um so well, i know there's go ahead i i just highly recommend that series if if you've got nice. it's on it's on it's on max um four okay. seasons about 10 episodes each season and uh, really a crazy wild ride but if you're if you're 
just it it does kind of have that breaking bad quality in the fact that you're not necessarily going to get you're not going to start worshiping these characters for the right reasons <laughs> there's you know they're the kind of like with with breaking bad who you know he's someone that i know you have a hard time with that series because he's not someone I do. that is likable and and his wife is not someone who's nece- you know you they they dri- characters can drive you crazy and in this it's kind of the, the same whole thing. thing drive you crazy yeah, yeah. um i'm really intrigued and this has got and brian cox plays the uh plays the uh um the 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 father you know with the the company that and i don't know if you know this but he was the original original uh hannibal lecter in uh manhunter oh shit back in the 80s with william peterson um what was the movie i think it was called manhunter but uh manhunter is a is a movie that had um Hannibal Lecter in it they remade that movie with Ed Norton playing the William Peterson role I don't know who they had for uh Hannibal Lecter I don't know it might have been it might have been uh um oh shit what's his name from yeah. um Anthony Hopkins um, oh Anthony oh, okay yeah, uh, yeah they might have remade it because he you know he was so renowned for his role in Silence of the Lambs but this was before that um and that so he was the original screen version of Hannibal Lecter, which is interesting. Gotcha. Well, I know there's a ton of stuff coming, right? Uh, you know, released in the theaters. we got Spider-Man Across yeah. the Spider-Verse coming out next week. And I uh, still have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We were going to go see that. Oh, on, my God. We were going to go see that on uh, Memorial Day on Monday, but you, you oh, guys ended up calling us. <laughs> yeah, have a, have a barbecue instead. So <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. I, think, I think we're going to try to check it out tomorrow, uh, but we'll Ooh. make sure we have it done before uh, yeah. before a podcast. Uh, nice. Uh, there's also the Boogeyman, which is a, a supposedly a really crazy uh, horror movie out. Um, it's uh, what's his name? Your your boy Stephen King, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's a, a movie from him. So I've heard, I've seen a lot of like, oh, this is you're saying scary. coming soon. Yeah, this is like starting. Ne- that's next weekend. Okay. These are in the theater. Uh, Transformer: Rise of the Beast. That's kind of cool. I'm I'm actually excited about that just because I am. Uh, I I I. I don't know, something about Transformers from my child <laughs> draws me in. Uh, we got the big Flash movie coming up uh, in a couple weeks. That's, I mean, that shit's, what, 18 years in the making now, something like that? It's, it's fucking crazy. So uh, I know a lot of people are going to go see that, whether it's bad or good. Um, Asteroid City, uh, June 23rd, that's that's a big one for me. I got to go picture <laughs> I'm there in the theaters. And then a week uh, after just, that... Yeah, then the week after that, we've got, uh, we're, we're... Silent uh, Destiny, come on, it's Indiana yeah, Jones. Which... Now, <laughs> now I, I got to ask you, do you want to tackle this like we do with some of the new movies pre-post right there at the th- uh, show, or do you want to have a week to kind of... Because uh, I, I mean, we could tackle this one right away, get right right in with it. I know how much you love I don't, I don't Regardless know. of how bad it is. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it got a lot of hate at the at the... Cannes Film Festival. So no, okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah, this is something that's been happening lately to movies that uh, is kind of just a new. I don't <laughs> know. Just I guess the way people are, things seem to get hate so much now, regardless of what it is. It doesn't matter. It could be you know the latest Star Wars, and there's going to be, you know the they and I'm doing air quotes with my fingers so that you guys can hear what I'm saying. The 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 review bombing. So why why does it seem so many movies now? It, it's like the bigger the bigger news is when they when they're getting hate. 
It seems like everything comes out with hate rather than, oh my God, this is yeah. so good. I mean, everything has been that way. I, I think things that have kind of a pseudo political agenda, you're just going to get blanketed with hate any, regardless, just because that's that's the thing. That's the thing. I, I mean, but well, Guardians but that of the Galaxy got no, it. No, it doesn't I have any political stuff. I, in I it. get it. I, I I I agree with you to an extent that it's that it's not warranted. At the same time, I tend to agree with it when I see something out there. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I know where that came from. So so yeah, I I'm a little. I, I hear about it. It's like Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones. There's no reason that had any sort of political agenda. So it's gonna. So wh- where's this hate coming from? There's probably something there, and I'm gonna. I'm. I'll probably. I'll probably pick up on it. I. I don't know. I don't know. But I well, tend I, to pick I mean, up on it. I don't yeah. like it. I. I think. I think it's. It's too well, bad. I, and I, I. I see a lot of it in. You know. I, we got the the new Little Mermaid live action re, re, remake. Remake is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I understand where the the review bomb. It's just people that are are upset about the the race swap and stuff like that and. Uh, and, you know, there's just people being assholes. But there's movies that don't have that type of stuff in it that are just coming out with just hate. It's almost like yeah, like in, it, 20, 30 years ago, if you didn't like something, you just fucking, okay, I don't like it. I'm not going to recommend it to people. Now it's like if you don't like it or you don't like what it's doing, you're actively trying to go and fucking make sure other people don't like it rather than just, hey – well, take your hate, throw it away, and fucking go on about your day instead of like, no, I'm going to make my hate bigger, and I got to bring in more people to it. We've we've talked about this in the past, but I think that's <laughs> that's people on the internet that are trying to be heard, and the only way you can be heard in oh, such okay. a noisy forum is to yell the loudest, and the only way to yell the loudest in a in a in a in an environment like the internet is to say something that is going to shock Negative. people. How the hell do you shock people on the internet? You have to you have to be first. You know, and you have to be bold, and and so yeah. it. I mean, it comes across as just a way of getting noticed, and unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it's sad that it's like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, Although, I don't think it affected little. I'm I, I'm not interested in seeing Little Mermaid. I, I mean, I, I, I watch the either. trailers. It, it doesn't look that good. I'm really turned off by the CGI, but at the same time, it's 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 done plenty well for itself over the weekend. It, I'm so so. Is I going to be people that go see it because there's a lot of people with little kids. And that's, and, and that's what it's made for. And that's why when you got these adults putting their agenda on it, I was like, shut up. I'm more interested in the reviews that, I mean, I don't typically read Critics. reviews too much, but I'll read reviews afterwards. And I find I, the ones who actually make thoughtful remarks, right. I, 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 I get behind. It's, it's the ones that are just like, you know, one star or five stars, <laughs> you know, for, it's for kind one of one in 10, throw those yeah. fucking things out. Uh, yeah. Or, but no, the ones in tens you need to throw the fuck out. I don't. Well, I I disagree. I think sometimes you can get them, and it, as long as you can read more what they have to say, that's more. Nobody valuable. that puts a one or a ten is really putting any. Because there's, I'm sorry. As much as I love every movie out there, there is no fucking ten <laughs> movie. There right. is no ten movie. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, I guarantee I'll, you, that I'll there's throw no that back one. at you when you when when there's a movie that you'll put a ten on. So, Ragnarok. Yep, I, know. I love that movie to death. Right, it's not a ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is not a ten. What does it lose points for? Because it it there's some stupid stuff about it. There, <laughs> okay, but good. I mean, right, but it is okay. very rewatchable. That's, that's but that's it is fair. it is a fun movie. It's a it to me it's an eight and a nine. But it, there's no tens. You can't have the perfect movie. Back to the Future. No, you can't. I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> um, oh shit! I had another point, but I can't. Remember. 
Anyways, oh, I was gonna say, I do understand where people come with hate though for certain things because uh, just released today was the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, animated movie that's coming out in August. Uh, it was released and and it's like I watched it and I was like, God, I want to fucking like this. I really do. Oh, you watched but, it? Oh, I did. I watched the trailer. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, but it, Seth Rogen is. I know. Is the, Wait. That's executive your... <laughs> producer. Oh, I fucking hate him. I just hate him. I really, I don't know why I even hate him, but I do. I can't stand him. Um, there's shit about him. I think it's because just some of the stuff he's done has just irked me so bad. But I've also seen him, like, I mean, we did we did uh, The Fableman. He was decent enough in that, but he also played a guy that you want to hate in that, so it kind of made it nice for me. Yeah, and there's but, a uh, comedian turned dramatic role, because that was certainly a dramatic role, but yeah. And he's doing more of them, but it's one of those things is every time I see his ugly face, I just want to fucking turn the channel. I just don't like him enough. that, And it sucks that he's he's tied to the Turtles, because I fucking love the Turtles, and, and I'm like, if you fuck this up, I swear to God, I'm sending you a fucking nasty email. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I think there are certain people that, that get you triggered. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. And, and I don't know how valid it is. I mean, uh, most, pe- most I, people I, have <laughs> one person that they just dislike, and he's the guy for me. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and I'm not going to go out and see one of his movies where he's the actual, like, a, an actual face of the movie. Like, I'll go see the Turtles, regardless. Luckily, it's animated, so I don't have to see his face. I'm going to hear his voice and get annoyed with that enough, but I'm like, whatever, he's a minor part. But I just hope he doesn't screw it up enough that it's like, mm, whatever. But I did see that, and I thought it was... Um, back I, I to just, Sam. I, this, this last week, I just watched uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's another thing I watched. Oh. But it's an old movie. I love that movie. There's Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of his... Steve Carell's great in that. I think that was pre-Office, or maybe it was right right early... I think early, it is pre, first, pre-Office. First or second season of The Office, but... Uh, I think but, it's pre-Office. But then you got you got you know Paul Rudd and, and yeah uh, Paul Rudd <laughs> and Seth Rogen. I thought the two of them were great in it, uh, but they were just kind of minor roles. They were um, very minor. And uh, and I liked the, I liked some. Oh well, we had the director of Cocaine Bear. I can't remember her name, but she was she had a minor role on that too. She yeah, was hilarious. You know Elizabeth, you know what Elizabeth what, Banks. That's it. Yeah. Seth Seth Rogen. What really ruined it for me? What really made me hate it? Uh, there's a series uh, called The League. Yes, and, you've uh, talked about that on the podcast. He and, directed. He, and he's a character in that, and he, he directed the absolute worst fucking episodes <laughs> ever of that show. Like, it has nothing... Uh, it's so bad, and that's, I think, where my hate really just went over the top. Well, so. we we still got to cover, and I know I know you've said that you you know you can stomach Joaquin Phoenix, but at some point <laughs> we're gonna have to cover uh, Joker because that's a movie yes that, I want to that that I've been very vocal about really enjoying and you've been vo- very vocal about not enjoying it and it'd be interesting to come with some interesting commentary. oh I do I definitely on, do yeah so I I, I, I definitely want to do that one specifically because of the reasons I want to know what made it so appealing to you and yeah. and, and see your re- your retorts to what I what drove me mad about it and stuff like that okay yeah definitely um yeah and and so one of the other things i wanted to get back to to adam sandler and and hustle uh spanglish is one of my favorite movies oh that's right you mentioned that and so uh, there was there was i there was a couple podcasts people that weren't shitting on him and and hating him or just loving him for but there was a couple people that just were like oh spanglish is a horrible movie and i was like what (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about and then but i also heard a couple people say they really liked it so I was just curious as I, I like I would really love to go back and cover that one just because I really enjoyed that and 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 I want to go tackle that just because it is one of those movies that for me for the longest time like I I still haven't seen Punch Drunk Love I know I I I I don't know why I haven't but I just haven't 
uh, or funny people. And I know there's another Adam Sandler's kind of serious roles. And it's like, well, and, and, you know, Punch Drunk Love is directed by the same one who did, um, that's PT Anderson. Um, what's mm -hmm. the, uh, there will be blood, you know? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, people love it. And that was tops on a lot of people's lists and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, I need to see this. It's been, it's been a while since I've, I've heard that I'm like, you know, but listening to what I did, I was like, everybody loves that. See that. But I was really shocked when I heard some people just not liking Spanglish and saying there was problems with it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? This is a brilliant movie. This is so good. So I would really love to do that one. So maybe sometime, uh, you know, I, I know we talked about potentially doing uh, months of uh, of actors and like, oh, this is what they did. This We need to talk about it. Oh, yeah. We've got plenty of, of, of material to keep going on. But we've got two weeks. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 which I still oh, haven't yeah. seen. I'm excited about catching that and then talking about that. That'll be our next Marvel one, but. Oh, for sure. That, that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I, I want to go see it again already. I, I, I walked out of the theater and I was like, yeah, I could go right back in and watch that again. <laughs> Good. So uh, bring a tissue though. Bring a tissue. Yeah. I say. I've heard. Bring a tissue. <laughs> you know, so uh, fun stuff. Well, you know, we've, we've, We've talked our death, uh, the hustle. We've we've went on our tangents. Told you what we've been watching. Um, thanks for joining us here on How We Seize It. We we really appreciate it. If you want to email us and let us know what you think, uh, have uh, or ideas of what you would like us to cover, give us an email at the podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials. We have a Facebook group. Uh, I think you might even have to t go through me to get to it. I've tried to make a public, but I think I have to change it. It's Facebook. I'm, I'm one of those boomers that don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and if you send a if you send a movie suggestion to watch or something or a series or something, include a drink too. You know that gives oh, us ideas yeah. because uh, you know we go into that's an awesome idea. Yeah, that is an awesome idea. Yeah, send us your drink ideas for for even if if you know what we're doing next week, send us a drink idea what you want to do for your for your watching of uh, uh, Moonlight Kingdom or or you know when we hit Guardians of the Galaxy three. That's That'd true. Awesome. We're doing Moonlight King. Yeah, if you guys you guys know our our agenda, so uh, yeah. You know, send and us we some. also have an, an Instagram account. We we're on there. Eventually, I think we're gonna get on YouTube. With Steve, to figure out what the hell we're doing with that. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, we really love it. We really love the fact that you guys have stuck with us and listened. It, it makes it special for us as we love doing this, and hopefully you're enjoying it too. And hopefully my uh, mic worked out okay. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! If we got all the way through, now we've had that one other time <laughs> where we had my audio recorded. <laughs> where we had to, oh my god! If you'd had to do this whole one again, well, but we also had the one where we did we were doing it together and we got through like twenty minutes and realized it wasn't. So we had to start. It was one of the the early. Ones. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, re I remember. Well, I remember my audio wasn't recording, and so the next day I went in and just recorded my lines. And oh yeah, yeah. It's so hard to. <laughs> You, you know, we're we're Remember just kind of we're talking off the cup. No, no, I knew I, uh, I think I think I could I could figure out what I was saying, but okay. uh, but you know it's hard to talk. It's hard to ad lib yeah. on you know <laughs> with a script in front of you. It just sounds so. I mean, right now I'm hemming and hawing and I'm kind of stuttering and stuff. That's more yeah. that's more realistic. But but if yeah. I have a script in front of me, then it's going to be like. You know, so, the funny thing is. <laughs> I, I went I, I check our, our downloads every day and just to see what people do. our very first episode uh was downloaded yesterday. 
Oh my God, that was so, that was so, Star so, Wars, right? One of the yeah, it was our Star Wars, our that, very first episode, it was, nine. Uh, episode nine, and then there was also like uh, an Orville or a Picard, like an episode four or five, and I was like, oh my God, someone went way back to get. I was like, which is kind of cool. I was like, I mean, that's just that's a reach for something, but it's still kind of neat. I thought it was kind of fun, like just to see how. You know, it might it may have been Bo or someone like that. Like, hey, let's see how how much it's changed since the beginning. <laughs> That's true, and that was only just a few years ago. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was twenty 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 early twenty twenty. So, yeah, exactly. So fun stuff. But thanks for joining us. It was so much fun. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. And with that, uh, hail Caesars! Hail Caesars! What does that mean?